Today we have an exciting episode of the Disruptive Voices of the Pacific. We are having a discussion, particularly for women, young women in this nation, on how not to marry an abuser. As I've been here in Fiji and interviewing different women and talking and catching up with friends who were married to someone who abused them, I asked them if they knew the warning signs or were they ever taught on how to pick a right guy and the majority of them said no. So I'm here with a father, with a pastor, Pastor Moses O'Connor, and uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat on this topic today. Welcome, Moses. Thank you, Letitia. Great to be here. So just tell us um, who you're married to, how many children you have, a bit about your family. Oh, I'm married to a wonderful woman in Catherine O'Connor and we have... uh, uh, four wonderful children, 21, 18, 12, and 4. And uh, yeah, it's been a, a great journey, um, a journey of ex- exploration and adventure, having to raise two daughters and two sons. The two older ones are daughters, and you can see where the challenge is, particularly in this day and age, and how we raise them to, to choose men that will, first of all, love God, and uh, that love cascading to their families. I I reckon one of the worst nightmares for a loving father would be to rear up your daughters, spend hours and hours, not to mention all the money you pay on girls, uh, to give her away to a man who ends up abusing her. I mean, that would make my blood boil. Absolutely. That's, I think, one of the greatest nightmares of a father. And um, I think the best... A way to combat that is education. Uh, it's just teaching them how to to research first and foremost. To separate their emotions from their intellect is to um, to end up being in the wrong place. I think the two work in tandem. While you're attracted to a um, handsome young man, don't forget to do your research on his character, um, his background, because the background will always, they say that the, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. And if the father is an abuser, then, uh, you know, most often than not, uh, the child grows up, if not redeemed and the trajectory of his life changed, will become an abuser eventually. So my advice to young women, very briefly, is don't forget to do your research. Don't just go head over heels because he's got six-pack and he's got uh, chiseled muscles and handsome and every other girl is drooling over them, stand out and be different. Stand out and uh, do your research. Once you see those red flags that I normally uh, teach the young people to, to take note of, these are signs that you've got to make a choice uh, with. You're either going to uh, go against the grain and jump in to your peril or step back and say, no, this is probably not for me. So explain what does research look like um, when, <laughs> when you, and, and what are the signs that these women are looking for? Oh, brilliant. Um, research is simple. It doesn't have to be one that's academic, but uh, that's why dates are there. I think the, the misconception that date is an exclusive um, arrangement between two young people is, is wrong. Um, For me, there's three stages, the dating stage, the courting stage, and eventually the marriage stage. The dating stage is where you get to befriend everybody, and there's no exclusivity arrangement there. This is the stage where you get to 
You see, everything has a purpose. So dating has a purpose as well. You get to know people's mannerisms, see how they talk and treat women. Do they treat women with respect? Or they, they are very harsh, their words are uncensored when they treat, when they're amongst women, they are disrespectful. These are signs that you look for. When you see a person who's respectful toward women, you know this person either has sisters raised up well with a mother and a father that's present. And these are simple things that you can, can look at. Every day that you get to hang out with your friends, don't just hang out for the sake of hanging out. Hang out and see how they treat other people. When they treat people with respect, you know, this person has a good pedigree. But when they come in, they are arrogant and their words... You see, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And out of the abundance of what's stored in the heart, you would usually hear them speak things that are derogatory. They will make statements that are biased in terms of uh, sex, being sexist. These are signs that you can pick up on. And further than that, if you then gravitate towards being interested in a particular young man, do research on their background. You know, usually in Fiji, the surnames speak, because the surnames have been around for a while. So if they hear of an O'Connor, oh, please, stay away from them. They've been this, 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 you know. Or you hear a name, oh man, that's a good family. And when they say that's a good family, don't, 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 don't stop at that. Research, are their parents together? If you ever do uh, go to their house, see how or feel the atmosphere. Use your fillers, because I believe women have this instinct called fillers. They can fill the environment. Get to see how their parents interact and take note. That is not a one-off thing, but it's, it's something that's inculcated into their culture, in their home. When that is um, seen, these are some form of simple, simple research that, that, that a young woman can do. And don't just fall head over heels just because he's handsome or just because he's the go-to. Also, um, research whether he's been in and out of relationships and why so. Or is he stringing young women along and you're just one of the few. Those are telltale signs that abuse. Because abuse doesn't have to only be uh, physical. You are going to experience emotional trauma having to be strung along by a person who's seeing other women all at the same time and lying to them all at the same time. So these are simple forms of research that you can do as um, you know, a powerful young woman. Don't, don't look down on yourself. You are here for a purpose and don't just throw that purpose away simply to your emotions being, being um, um, attracted by a young man whom you don't know first and foremost. So get to know them very well before you move on towards courtship, which is the exclusivity agreement, which is the, 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 the part where you start to get serious about counselling toward marriage. Yeah. Let's just come back to the dating stage. Um, you know, at what age, like for your girls, were you saying 14, 15, don't even worry about the boys until you're older, 18? Um, so is there an age that you really try to encourage your girls to, um, you know, look at? And then how long are you saying research for? Is this three months or two years? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I uh, believe there's um, not a, um, an age that you can actually pluck because different cultures have different approaches, different people have different thoughts. But my thoughts are based around seasons. 
So for them, as long as they're in school, that's your season for education. And at that point, it'll, be, it'll best serve you to just be single-minded towards education. I think once you, you're done with your education and you, you find employment, then you should start then th- thinking about... The, but even in school, I mean, uh, interacting with, with, with boys in school, that's the dating phase. So uh, if we're going to talk about dating, yeah, r- co-ed schools, you start dating when you're in school. And so I would, right from that age, start to get them to understand how to pick out who a gentleman is just by seeing them. But when it comes to courtship, I'm very strict in courtship in that when you're ready, you're, you're, you're mature enough, your season of education is done, you have employment, you can stand on your own two feet, so you will not be dependent on a guy, you, then we can start thinking about um, counseling into courtship. But as far as dating is concerned, uh, I think the word dating has been misconstrued in that uh, sexuality and all these things are involved. But I think dating is just knowledge gathering at that point. And I would teach um, a child as young as seven entering into school how they interact with, uh, with uh, the, the opposite sex and the information that they glean from there that will help them in the later years when they start to make decisions around courtship and who the best person is um, that they would probably want to um, go into that exclusivity uh, arrangement with. I mean, to me, it sounds like just building friendships, um, and that's what I was encouraging. We ran a girls' camp on the weekend, just encouraging the girls to, at school, just build friendships, and that's where you can really, just like we choose our girlfriends, you, you choose, hopefully, good ones. Um, how important, how much a big... How much is pornography a red flag when it comes to choosing a relationship? That is a huge red flag because a a young man who's uh, steeped into pornography or a young woman that's steeped into pornography uh, would have their mental pathways distorted. So their their mental, um, their, their capacity to think has definitely been altered. Their perspectives of, um, of the, the opposite sex, w- sex would have been altered drastically and that would affect the way they will handle themselves in marriage. If it is not addressed and they are not delivered from it, you will find that they will try to um, do these things in marriage without consent. And that's usually where I find uh, the, the, the um, trauma uh, happening in in a physical sense and where violence is also introduced because you're not complying with what I want and therefore you're not a good spouse and there is definitely this disagreement because one has come from a background driven by pornography and distorted uh, perspective of how a woman should be treated or how a man should be treated and therefore the dysfunction will be amplified Pornography uh, can never be um, downplayed. Once you're exposed to it, you need to unlearn all those things in order to relearn normalcy. You cannot sweep that under the rug and expect it to just disappear because it's just like pushing, pushing it back to your subconscious and one day it will come back to haunt you. There has to be deliverance from it. And I'm thankful that 
you are championing this course where there is provisions for deliverance. Not just sweeping it under the rug, but actually confronting it, acknowledging that this is uh, the impediment and addressing it by the grace of God and getting one out so that they could see that those people who are acting in that, uh, that movie or the pornography, these are people under duress. They're not uh, acting this out uh, willingly. These are people who, after that shoot, cry their balls, their, their, I mean, their, their eyeballs out because they hate what have they just done? But they are under duress. They either do it or they get killed or they are not fed. And so that's the atrocity. And that's someone's daughter. That's someone's mother. That's someone's sister that we're talking about. And so if we have our daughters and our sons and our children, how could we forget that that could be our daughter? That could be our son. And we go ahead and, and, and empower and fund this, this industry that's a billion dollar industry to continue this vicious cycle of perpetuating pornography. And it's straight from the, the, the pits of hell, uh, Leticia. And so I'm thankful to you and, and uh, your organization for standing up bold and being brave, although you know you're going against the grain of this industry, going against the grain of the culture and standing up and saying this is wrong, it's got to stop because it has far-reaching implications not only to this generation, but you're talking about three, four generations down the line if we don't address it here and now. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for this initiative by your organization to, to, to bring up this topic and let's shed light upon it and let's talk about it and see how we can all contribute to positively changing cities for the glory of God. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. So you've really been teaching your daughters, um, look out for the warning signs, uh, watch, so don't just go into relationships willy-nilly with emotions flying everywhere, but spend some time watching the guys, how they treat their sisters, their mothers, are they addicted to porn, are they controlling, <laughs> where are their hands, what are they doing if they're selfish. Um, so that's that, these things are just so handy, and we don't empower our kids enough with this knowledge. For parents who are listening, what would you like to encourage them in their parenting? Because this is probably not something that is um, done regularly by Fijian parents. Yes, absolutely, Letitia. And that's one of our downfalls is that we live in denial too much. And we always think that our children are angels. What we don't realize is that they know more than we think they know. And it's time that we bite the bullet, be educated. You know, join such forums that you have set up because definitely there are tips in which we can start these conversations at home. Sit them down and let's talk about this. You know, how are you approaching life? Do you have a boyfriend? If it's, if it's pornography, ask them straight out. Have you been exposed to pornography in any... But first and foremost, I think we've got to earn their trust because as parents here in Fiji, some things that we normally do is dominate. We dominate and we're judgmental and we say it's my way or the highway. I think one very critical point that you raised earlier on is, is creating that relationship. Just because they're your sons or daughters doesn't mean you have a relationship. Maybe biological relationship, yes, but not an emotional one. I think this is where we need to start. And if you don't know how to start these, these relationships, by golly, by all means, reach out. 
to um, people that know how to establish these relationships with, with our own children. Because parenting is not an easy thing. Just because you have children doesn't mean you're a good parent. But education will make you one. You know, knowing the, the tips of how to start conversations, how to lead conversations without judgments. I was very bad because I was a typical Fijian who would, right off the bat, the moment I hear my daughters wanting to talk about a subject, I shut them down by saying, you know, this and that, and this is the way it should be done. And I'm thankful to my wife. And that's why we have a wife. They are our best mates. They are our helpmates. Um, but Han, I think you're too harsh with your approach. Do you see that you're replicating probably the way you were brought up? Can you develop a listening ear and just allow them to talk without judging them? And it was hard because every time I want to have my input into the way they were brought up, but the more I listened, the more I knew how they were feeling. You know, put ourselves in their shoes. I mean, we were young once. How very quick it is for us to forget that we were young and we were unheard and we were pushed down and we were being uh, pushed into the corner and judged. Why do we replicate that? Can we sit for a moment and say, okay, talk to me. I know you're going through stuff and I know you're struggling. What is it? I want to help. That attitude, first and foremost, sets you on a trajectory of building that relationship that allows them to come to you when they need to. And that's why we're here. But I think we can't give what we don't have, Leticia. And we need to be educated as parents. doesn't mean your kids are now 21 that you stop being educated. Reach out to organizations like your one and say, you know, I, I, I find what you just said is something that I don't have. How can I add that to my current um, arsenal of ways to deal with, with uh, my kids? And that's why education is an ongoing thing, I believe. Yeah. That's so good. Finally, can you give an encouragement to the young men listening, if there's any out there? How do they grow up in a nation where, you know, males dominate? They um, looks like they're more. It's a culture where men are more important. They're in charge and they think they rule the roost. How do our young teenage boys grow up in a way to be a man and not an abuser? Well, that's a very good one. Um, you know, being raised as a man is, is something that you choose. I think Dr. Edwin Lewis called, taught us that. Being born a male is, is something that's God-given, but becoming a man is a matter of choice. You choose to become a man by looking for a mentor who will raise you up in a way that will make you a productive citizen, not only in terms of academics, but also in the way you treat people because the way you treat people will actually reflect the God character in you you can call yourself a Christian but if the way you treat people is one like treating animals and animals even animals don't deserve to be treated the way they are being treated by men but if you realize that you have a problem with anger a problem with uh, the opposite sex there's always people out there who are willing to help, organizations out there that are willing to help. The first thing you've got to do is acknowledge that you have a problem and reach out for help. It doesn't pay to act macho and think you know everything. And that's why our prisons are full. It's always something that 
is humbling for us to realize that we can make this world a better place by being godly uh, people to one another. And to young men out there, it doesn't pay to uh, follow the crowd if the crowd's heading towards pornography and domestic violence. Decide for yourself that you're going to stand out and be a solution to the problem that we currently have in this nation. And even if it means you standing alone, you're never alone. You stand with God, and with God you're always a majority. So don't just see things and uh, uh, like how the monkeys do it, monkey see, monkey do. Always use your, your intellect to question, is this right? Because there's something in you, the Spirit of God will tell you that that is wrong. And that's your conscience. It'll tell you it's wrong. But if you continue to force yourself against the grain, you find that that voice begins to diminish. And the voice of arrogance begins to become louder. So my advice to you is seek a mentor that's godly, a mentor that, uh, that displays character and displays love for um, humanity all across the board. You will become a solution to this nation's problem of domestic violence, um, this nation's problem of, of arrogance and, and, and uh, violence of, of any sort. So, um, yeah, to a young person, you have a bright destiny. But that destiny can only be enhanced if the principles of God are not only heard but applied. Thank you. Oh, that's powerful. Thank you for your wisdom as a father and a pastor in Suva. If people are wanting, if, if young men are listening and thinking, I really need a mentor, they can connect with you. What church are you at? Oh, I, I uh, pastor the Inner City Tabernacle here in Suva. And um, I also run a motivational speaking business. I'm on social media platforms and uh, you could find me there and connect with me if you uh, feel that that is where you want to hit and uh, you're always welcome but uh, when it comes to mentoring it'll cost you I'm not talking monetary um, costing it's going to cost you your time and I um, something that I, I look for is a person's intentionality it's not just a one-off brush off because I have wonderful uh, pastors with the same uh, mindset that are there who would love to mentor people who are intentional when you come into this, it's going to be for the long haul. It's going to be for uh, change of character. And it's not going to be just one-off. So you invest your time, willing to invest my time as well. Thank you. I think the advice, the wisdom you've given today goes so far against uh, the Hollywood culture that our young people see of um, romance and just jumping into bed willy-nilly. And that's how you end up with your emotions all over the place and stuck with a guy or a girl that you were never meant to be with. So... We, uh, I love that God's word is always about bringing health and wholeness and we pray that today's words from you will help shape and um, create a healthier Fiji. Easily I see your suffering I see the pain beneath that bull of smile Come out from hiding The sun is rising Let the islands hear reason Let